This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah! How about that, Al? The, uh, I'm not sad. Um, yeah, that's not bad right there. I'm deeply, deeply worried, but I do not think that uh, sadness is is the emotion that I'm feeling right now. Concern, worry, anxiety. There, there are a lot of other things going on. Still not in the sadness column yet. That, that, we, that may be here sooner than I'd like, but we're not there yet. Uh, you're, a, you're a worried mother. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, yes. Yeah, you're a worried mother right now that's uh, just kind of trying to figure everything out. There's a lot of things on the table right now. Um, yeah, kind of... How about that, Trav? How about going from how about going from the emotions Dodger fans had 24 hours ago to how quick they can change? I thought, you know, you and I were t- talking about this during the show. I thought, hey, maybe they're going to carry some of this momentum. You would think yeah, no, that whatever really. happened in Game Three, <laughs> it's going to come to Game Four. That uh, definitely really did not work, happen. Did, didn't work out quite like that. In fact, the not exact opposite happened. Mm-hmm. That the Braves came out and they jumped them from the very beginning. Uh, Julio Rios was really bad yesterday, despite what Dave Roberts is trying to sell you, which you'll hear from him coming up here in, in, in less than a couple of minutes. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We're going to want to hear from you today. You're going to want to be a part of the Travis and Sliwa show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, you said it. I think a lot of Dodger fans were feeling it. And I tweeted about it last night. Mm-hmm. Julio Urias and the way that he's been used. Um, I was okay. Let, let, let me, let's be very specific in this stuff, Al. Sure. I yep. was okay with what the Dodgers did in game five against the Giants for one very simple and obvious reason. It's an elimination game. Okay? Let's try to find a way to win this game by hook or crook, by any means necessary. Let's find a way to win this game. And if that means that we want to try to get some matchups late in the sixth, seventh inning with Julio, and then we're going to do that by not letting him pitch the first two innings, okay, fine. I'm here for that. I'll listen. Everything else that's gone on makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. They've used their best pitcher by some metrics, right? The 20 game winner. Sure. The guy that was a starting pitcher all season long. They've used him four times in 13 days. They've used him four times in 13 days in three different roles. They've used him as a traditional starting pitcher twice. They did it last night. They did it in game one of the DS against the Giants. They've brought him in as a middle guy against the Giants in game five. And then they used him as a quasi-closer in game two against the the Braves in the National League Championship Series. I get it. He's versatile. I get he, he can do a lot of different things, that he's yeah. not a, a, a process-oriented guy the way that maybe a Kershaw or a Scherzer might be. What the hell are you doing? Why, why are you making this guy do four different jobs instead of the one job that he did extraordinarily well for six months? I remember a couple of weeks ago, a conversation came up, and Dave Roberts said, no, it's actually a compliment to him that we're using him this way because the fact, like you just mentioned, there's not too many pitchers that can take on this many type of roles and can have this much impact. And you were mentioning it yesterday, and we listened to Scott Boris. Uh, this, is a, um, this is a Julio – Hey, however I can help, I'm here to help. But, you know, this is how a lot of leadership works. You're supposed to put your guys in a position to succeed, not a position to fail. So I I think with that being said, it's a fair question this morning. Of course it is. Don't tell me Julio yesterday looked like Julio, who, by the way, is now 117 innings more than his previous career high. That's how much over he is. And, and Trav, maybe, maybe just use that stat by itself. Maybe no matter how they used him, he was going to be gassed at this stage of the season. Maybe. I, I don't have a way to answer we'll it. We'll get but to that. <laughs> but, because, but because you already know that, because you already know he's this far over his previous career high, don't you want to use him incredibly strategic? Don't you want to make sure that when Julio takes the mound, he's as fresh as can possibly be at this stage of the year? To pitch him four times in 13 days, like you said, that's not we are... 
to me, that does not show that they were overly concerned about Julio and making sure that every time he touches the ball, mm-hmm. he they're putting him in a spot that okay, I have a chance to come out tonight and give you my best stuff at least at this stage of the at, at this stage of the season. And like you said, whatever Dave said, go watch the game. The dudes were were you don't hit three homers off a pitcher and <laughs> especially Julio and then come back and say no 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 this has nothing to do with fatigue it was a career high in uh home runs allowed for Julio Arias and Dave I don't, I don't even think Dave believes what he's saying well, honestly I, I don't think he was necessarily tired I, I don't and I think we're, we're still trying to get through how he's pitched I, I think the stuff was good I think they had a very good game plan for him. Uh, he was throwing 95 miles an hour in the fifth inning, so I don't think that it was being tired. I think that they had a very good game plan. I think uh, they took advantage of some mistakes and hit him out of the ballpark. Okay, let, let, let's just start with this. No, no, number one, velocity is not the only thing that determines whether or not you are sharp or whether you're not sharp or whether you're tired or not tired. Maybe his velocity was okay, which, by the way, he might have touched 95 here and there. He wasn't sitting at 95. He wasn't. He was in the low 90s, and that's why they clubbed him the way that they did. But the other part is it's location. It's action on these pitches. It's not just did it go real fast. It's did it go real fast to the correct part of the strike zone? Did did, Did it go real fast to the right hitter in the right sequence at the right time those are the things that he was he was off okay you do not get a guy that's as good as Urias is and have him give up three home runs before anybody's got to finish through their first beer that that's that's not who that guy is okay he is a high level ace pitcher of course he's tired. Like you just said, he's 100-plus innings over his career high. He pitched two days ago, and he pitched two days before that. That you, You're using him in a way that he hasn't been used in over a year. I, I get it. Hey, last year he came out of the pin. He did, and he did really, really well. He also was in that role. There were role, 60 games last season. <laughs> 60 games, and he was in that role for most of the year. He was yeah. in and out of the starting rotation. Mm-hmm. He was in and out of the bullpen, and that's kind of his his role was, I'll do whatever you need. That wasn't his role this year. His role this year was, I'm the starter on this team, along with Bueller and Kershaw and Bauer and, and Scherzer ultimately when he came over, and I take the ball every fifth day and I go as long as I can and we'll get to a matchup situation later in the game and I'll turn it over to our lights-out bullpen. And then for some reason, starting in the National League Championship Series, they decide, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be smarter than you. Instead of just being, we're going to be better than you. Mm-hmm. We're going to be better than you. How do I know we're better than you? We won 106 games, and you won 88. That's how I know we're better than you, because we won a lot more games than your team did, and instead we're going to get really cute. I'm just totally inside out as to why they decided that that was the way that they wanted to attack this series. So I, I actually I, I love the fact that you you know brought this up to start the show, and I like that you said the word disrespectful, and then you also used another word, unnecessary. Let's go back to game two for a quick second. Mm-hmm. I, I was asking you the question. Um. Okay, we we we. I'm gonna leave the bullpen to the side for just a quick second. I'm gonna go back to the bullpen. Julio came in in the eighth inning, and gave up two runs. Right, tied the game at at uh, at, at four apiece, and Julio was not effective. And before you knew it, uh, all of a sudden you had a two run lead, and you brought Julio in a predicament, a situation. I kept asking the question, Trav, doesn't that kind of you know, he's got a game, a game coming up. Wouldn't that kind of affect him going into game four? And you tried explaining, look, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what happens in game four. But technically, no, you have, you know, you're going to have one of those bullpen days. Where you're going to kinda... throw anyway. What's the difference if you throw in the bullpen or throw in the game? Big difference, by apparently, the way. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> a very big difference. But but you, you mentioned that about Julio. So I thought game two was a decision that you and I question, and a lot of Dodger fans question, well, what's the point of bringing Julio in? Because you got to pitch him in Game Four, and oh, by the way, he had just pitched two days earlier. Why are you bringing Julio in in Game Two? Okay, let, let's put that to the side for a second. Have I missed something about this bullpen that I just don't understand? Because it seems like they've actually been the most reliable of any of the pitchers you've had over this. I'm not gonna, you know, let's use this stint of the last two weeks or something along those lines. Right. Bullpen, bullpen has been great. The bullpen has been amazing. And it's almost as if now the starters are becoming what used to be a strength is becoming more of a liability. And I, I say that because look at Julio, look at Bueller, look at Scherzer. 
Their last start, each of them, it's not like these guys are walking away six inning plus, eight strikeouts, ten strikeouts. You know, Julio actually – He went further than the rest of them. Okay, Julio, this is actually the interesting one. How many strikeouts do you think he had yesterday? Eight, maybe. Julio had three strikeouts. Yeah. So, you know you know why I bring that up? You know, you were talking about Dave saying, no, no, he th- thinks he was fresh. And you know what? Uh, he was still clocking 94. He wasn't fooling anybody. Yeah, no, they were, they were they were hitting the ball in the barrel. And look, this is the way that new baseball is played. The last team that really went and won a World Series based on their starting pitching mm-hmm. were the Nationals a handful of years ago. Okay, and they had Strasburg, they had Scherzer, and Patrick Corbin. And they rode those three guys, and it worked for them. Okay, and they were... And, and not a long time ago. No, you know, it, we're it wasn't a couple a long years time ago. ago. Mm-hmm. But here's the rub, Slee. You know what the next team prior to that that had deep starting pitching that rode that starting pitching to the World Series? It was the 2012 Tigers. Okay, so it has been a while since this idea of, well, we're going to run our guys six. It's it's a bullpen game. I, I get it. I get it. But let's see what we're going to get. Why not use your bullpen the way that you've used it for 106 games to win 106 games? Why are we going to do it all, all differently all of a sudden? Because, well, now we're in a short series and now all of a sudden we have to just completely reinvent the wheel. I get in elimination games that the rules go out the window. I get it. These, well, they are now, but they, they, up until today, these weren't elimination games, and we were treating them like anything goes tonight. I don't. I just. I don't understand it. I, I'm going to go back to this too. So let, let's look at the Dodgers for tonight. Just kind of paying attention to Trav. What are you going to do? You just got to got to find a way to win one game and the the comparisons of I think it's interesting the fascination of oh well they were down 3-1 last year yeah. they were down 3-1 last year by the way I, I if you'd have told me yesterday that we'd have been walking in today down 3-1 that the Dodgers were down 3-1 I really would be surprised and I say just say surprised only because the way they won game three you thought some of that momentum would kind of carry with them into the next game and we found out a few innings in no there's actually zero momentum that was carried um from dodger or from the from the game three you you had mentioned something uh when we were chatting earlier that you don't think there's much of a comparison between last year's 3-1 and this year's 3-1 what what are because uh, I, I, I keep hearing people a, say, well, it was 3-1. It, it was. Look, it, it, it is the exact same situation if the only thing you're looking at is, are the two teams the same and does the same team have a 3-1 lead? Yes. Beyond that, the similarities, they, they don't exist. This is a very different team than it was a year ago. There's no Max Muncy. There's now no Justin Turner. There's no Clayton Kershaw. There's just you have, you have a very different team than you did a year ago. You've got Trey Turner that's in the middle of your lineup. You've got Gavin Lux as your – it's a different team, completely different team. Also, the Braves are a lot better. The, the, this Braves team blew a 3-1 lead last year. They We talked about momentum, like you said it a minute ago. The Braves were the ones that got kicked in the gut in the eighth inning two days ago. The Braves are the one that could have come in in a fog, and they didn't. They came right back, and they put together a really impressive performance. They strung together hits. They made big innings. All of the things that championship teams do that the Dodgers have not done. And the biggest difference of all, mm-hmm. the Dodgers aren't hitting. They're just not hitting. I know that we spent a lot of time on Julio, and we can continue to do it. The fact of the matter is the Dodgers had four hits in Game 2. The Dodgers had four hits in Game 3 until they had a big eighth inning, which kind of skewed the numbers. But most of that game had been played, and they didn't hit. Sure. Then they played again last night. They had four more hits again. They're not hitting. So while today is going to be a bullpen day and today – and look, they played against Max Fried in game one with a bullpen day and nearly won the game. So you can Close do game. it. Close game, yep. But they nearly won the game 2-1, to one, ended up losing 3-2. to two. If they're going to win these games, if they're going to go back to the World Series, if they're going to come back from a 3-1 deficit the way that they did a year ago, they're going to have to do it because they hit the you-know-what out of the ball. They're going to have to find some offense. They're going to have to find a way to get on base. They're going to have to find a way to get Trey Turner going. You're going to have to find a way to get Corey Seager going because right now, other than Cody Bellinger, of all people, and Mookie Betts, Mm -hmm. you really don't have – And you know, Will Smith has been okay. He's gotten some hits, but he hasn't hit the ball for a ton of power. Your offense is nowhere, and if you have a team at this point that's scoring one or two runs a game, you're going to lose. It's as simple as that. All right, I, I, for me, there's one thing that stands out so glaring from last season to this year, down 3-1 last season to down 3-1 this year. We'll talk about that coming up next day right here. This is the Travis and Show on 710 ESPN. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It is a Lakers ticket giveaway today, Al. It's also a Kings Canadians ticket giveaway today. We've got double tickets to give away. I mean, I feel like every time a listener tunes into this radio station, they have a chance for Lions Rams. They have a chance for a uh, million dollars. I mean, it's just what, what it's just a casual Thursday, and now it's just uh, just Lakers Suns tomorrow. What, what was happening here? Yeah, no, there you're, you're right. We've got a million dollar Mondays where we give away Rams tickets and a chance to win a million bucks. Great cash, homie. We've got the Kings and the Canadians coming up. Yep. I believe it's uh, on the thirtieth, if my memory serves. And then we've got the uh, the the Lakers and the Suns tomorrow night. We'll talk a little, a little bit about the Lakers coming up at ten thirty. I cannot wait. By the way, um, that you're going to do this, you're you and your family are opening up your household for listeners to stay with you guys for two weeks. Yep. I think I, do, do we have the details on that yeah, yet wait, or look, not just, yet? I'll just put my address on the internet, and you guys just come on over whenever you want. It, it, it's totally fine. More, more the merrier. I'll feed y'all. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that everybody's got everything that they need. Yep. Make sure you can sleep in my bed. <laughs> Whatever you guys need to get done, uh, we can get that done. What's I, your If you're going to put your home address on the, as you call it, the internet, uh, what, what, is it, what else is it? Called? I don't know. It just kind of sounded funny. Like I'm just gonna throw my my address on the internet. Um, those just your social security on there too. Just yeah. you might as well just go all in. Why You're not go all in? Why not? I have a question, and this yeah. is a Dodger question, um, and it's a God's question, and it is a superstition question. Do I shave the mustache tonight before the game? Do I try to reverse rally this thing, or do I just have to let this thing play out? Because it went two and zero. And it's gone one yeah. and three since. Yeah. It seems to have lost its mojo. But here's the rub, Al. Yep. It's two and zero oh in elimination games. Do I bring it back tonight? Do I make sure that the mustache survives for another elimination game, or do I try yeah. to mix it up? Let me tell you something, Trav. If you're going to be a guy that goes on, as you call it, the internet, <laughs> and throw on a picture of your mustache mm-hmm. and try to tell everybody, "Hey guys, this is what I'm doing. It. I'm doing it for the team." Yeah. Then you freaking stick with it through the okay. ups and downs. I'm okay with okay? that. That's you know fine. what I mean? Because yeah. the, the way I look at it is if the Dodgers were eliminated, you did your part. And there's not more, not much more you can do. And you know what? This is part of the game of sports. You take some L's on the uh, along the process. <laughs> yeah, nobody goes undefeated, right? <laughs> okay, so we, we were saying this. The biggest difference between last year's 3-1 and one and this year's 3-1. and one. Uh-huh. For me, Trav, there is no I, – I, I don't feel – a certain way about the team like the team's not coming out yesterday and you're saying this freaking series ain't over okay you know what yep we did drop a game well they they got they got to come back and still get one more from us tomorrow and we'll be ready to go like there is not I don't feel this thing from the Dodgers sometimes you might have confidence about your team because they make you feel a certain way forget they're not hitting mm-hmm. forget Julio's pitched X amount of innings over. Forget Scherzer and Bueller's last couple starts. Forget it's a bullpen day. Sure. I don't feel this way about the Dodgers as if they're giving you or selling you that you just wait until tomorrow. We know we screwed up today. We know this. We want another shot. What was it? The comeback that the Red Sox had over the Yankees. Uh Remember when they're down three games to none? Sure. I forget who was it that there's a famous quote because there was a great 30 for 30 on this. And do you remember who the player was? Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar. He said something like, don't let us win today. Yeah. Because if we win today, kind of started the It kind of tips in our direction after that. And the same thing is kind of true with this Dodger team. But but there, who's that guy that's going to? Nobody's going to say. You see it. what I'm they, referencing? They don't have I don't a Kevin feel Millar. like anybody's doing that. No, they don't have a Kevin Millar who's going to step up and say, you know what? I know we're down three. The Red Sox were down three zero. The Dodgers are down three one. Is a slight difference, but same idea. That saying, you know, I know we're in a, we need to win three in a row. But here's the thing: don't let us win tomorrow because after that things change. After this, if they can find a way today, you yep. get Walker. You get uh, Max Scherzer. Fully rested, hopefully. You get Walker Bueller in Game 7 if you get that far. Fully rested. So there is a way to look at this. And here, I want to give you some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's here's the rub. 
The Dodgers are better. It means virtually nothing the way that this series has gone so far. They're down 3-1, and the Braves have played much better. Mm-hmm. But the Dodgers have a better team. Even with Justin Turner probably done for the foreseeable future, uh, even with Max Muncy not on the roster, even with Clayton Kershaw not on the roster, this Dodger team, when you look at Will Smith and Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner and all of these guys, they have better players. That's what you kind of have to hang your hat on right now, that this thing comes back around, that talent ultimately wins these games. Because so far, that's not what's happened. The talent has not shown up, especially in the batter's box. And that's what they have to find a way to do today is get hits and score runs. They've pitched, other than Tony Gonsolin freaking out in that last inning, the game was probably over anyway, Julio pitched poorly. The Dodger pitching has been somewhere between okay and really good. The reason they're down 3-1 is because they don't hit. So I'm going to play off of something, and you know you were one of the you're one of the ones doing this about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago or so. Mm-hmm. You were trying to you just said that well the Dodgers are better than the Atlanta Braves. Okay, on paper you're right they are better they're 100 percent better. Now maybe you know from a sports perspective this is the ultimate baseball is the ultimate sport where you might look good on paper but somebody can just start playing well for seven games or whatever the case is. Yep. Question is, are they fresher? I don't think they're fresher. No. And, and, and you <laughs> – Far from it. You were talking about – you spent a lot of time on this. I don't think we should chase the division. You know what? I, I don't think the Dodgers should throw every single pitcher through 162 games, play every guy, you know, have these guys go seven innings. You talked about that. And, I and listen, I was completely on the other side. No, Trav, you can't just all of a sudden – be playing as hard as you have for 150, 150 games. What does that say to the squad if you just kind of pull the plug and say, well, let's just get ready for the postseason? Is what it says. Well, I, listen, <laughs> it, it, today, today I will tell you this. Today, the way I see the Dodgers, it has less to do with talent and it has more to do with they don't look as fresh. They don't no, they look don't. as fresh. Look, look I, I want to be crystal clear, and I need people to listen to me, and I need people to stop hearing their high school football coach who said, we fight until the last down, we never give up. Throw that garbage away. That's not the high school okay, coach. Throw, that's throw, that's throw, the coach of the Lions. Same, same difference. You should probably be coaching a high school team. <laughs> <laughs> put, put, put that aside over Cold here. Cold-blooded. Right? You're not saying, ah, oh, we quit. We're just going to, we forfeit the next 25 games. We, we give up. It's not what it is. What you're saying is, you know, we're going to we're going to live to fight another day. Our goal is not to win the division. Our goal is to win the World Series. And the way that we win the World Series is by making sure that Scherzer and Bueller and Urias and all these guys are fresh as possible going into it. It doesn't mean you quit. It means that you're strategic in how you use guys. And if it broke your way, it breaks you. Instead what they did was they fought like hell. Good for you. It's an it's an admirable trait to fight. But what happened was you used all your ammunition to end up exactly where you're going to end up anyway. And in the process, you had Urias throw who knows how many more innings. Bueller throw who knows how many more innings. Same thing for Scherzer. Going through all of these different scenarios, and here you are, and what you just said, mm-hmm. they're gassed. Now, can they find it today? Sure they can. Can they, can they win this series? Yeah, they can. Is it a much harder fight than they had a year ago? Absolutely. It, it's, it's not only apples to oranges, it's apples to tow trucks. It's, it's, a totally different, it's a totally different dynamic in this entire thing. But, if look, if they get a couple hits today, going back to Kevin, don't let us win today, because if we win today, all of a sudden, do you want to see Max Scherzer out there? I, if I'm a Braves player, probably not. Do I want to see Walker Bueller out there? Probably, because what are the odds of him being really bad two in a row? Well, better than they used to be, but they're still not great. So, I, the, by the way, I think Atlanta's in a mindset at the moment where it doesn't matter who you throw up because they, they did get a chance to go up against Scherzer, and Scherzer only pitched four and a third innings. They did get a chance to go up against Bueller. They got him out in three and two-thirds innings. So mm-hmm. I think actually, to be honest with you, this is the one thing where before we could say – well, if you just win tonight, which is exactly right. All they have to do is just win tonight. Pressure goes back to Atlanta, and then you kind of figure everything else from there. But the the power that used to have of you have Scherzer and Bueller, still a lot of power, but the Braves have had you know moments over these last couple of days where they hit well off both of those guys, and they have an extreme amount of confidence. We'll see what happens. Let's try our first call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Oh, I like this. John DeFullerton of Huntington Beach by Placentia joins us here. John, what's going on today? 
Oh, I feel great. You know, there, there are benefits to being an Angel fan. In October, you live stress-free. <laughs> you know that you can get cheap tickets. You know, the parking lot's empty. There's a Hooters parking lot nearby. A lot of benefits to be an Angel fan in October. Sure. But I have a, c- a couple questions about uh, the Dodgers um, and concerns. So, um, first, can you tell the listeners what pizza joint you've been going to? Because I worry about them when the Dodgers lose that they're not going to get business anymore because I know you've been filling up their tab with pizzas and beers, and I'm worried that you're not going to go there anymore. And they actually, go John, they actually they actually ran out of business. You know the barbecue shops, they, they serve a certain amount of meat until they're done. 3.30, they have to close the, close the doors. So, okay, this is a good question, though, John and Al, because here's the deal. I have only gone to those ga- the, the pizza place on elimination games. Should I go tonight? They're 2-0 and at the pizza place with the, with the mustache in an elimination game. I need to go back tonight, right? Somebody suggested you shave half of your mustache. That's an interesting one. <laughs> That's an interesting one. <laughs> Look, here's the problem. I, I like the gag. I like the idea a lot. If they win and I have half a mustache on my face, I can't, I can't leave the house. You know, I, I I do need to live Never my life. About that. I do, about I do that. need you to be a member Rams. of society. You showed up to the Rams pregame on Sunday I, with half. I have a very important dinner that I'm going to on Friday night. Oh, that's okay, that at a nice place. I can't walk in there with half of a handlebar mustache. Oh, that's, that's really not going to work. All right, uh, the top 75 NBA players of all time. The NBA is putting together a list and they're kind of doling it out a little bit. We got the first 50 names on that list. How many Lakers made it? Al and I are all over it. It's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So I do not like that the half a mustache thing, uh, Al, is gaining a little traction. I, yeah, half stash trap. There's an actual like name for it, half stash trap. I like the hashtag. That's pretty good. But, uh, guys, I really want the Dodgers to win. I'm willing to go to a great deal to to try to influence the gods. I have to live a life. I can't walk around this is with the half selfish a part that a lot Fine. of people don't appreciate from you. I they will, don't appreciate this. I will take it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. A couple of quick Dodger tweets out before we get into That's the top it. 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, this is from Curtis. He says, why are we not hitting? Is it the Braves pitching or is the defense pretty good? No, the Braves pitching has been fine. The Braves defense has been very good. It's approach. It's entirely approach. It is not so much that, oh, they're getting locked up. This isn't Justin Verlander or Steven Strasburg just choking them out by striking everybody out. It's not that. They're, the Dodgers, when they were at their very best, it's with guys like Muncie and Turner and, and a whole bunch of guys that grind up pitchers, that force pitchers to throw four, five, six, sometimes eight or nine pitches per at-bat. Corey Seager is the one guy on this team that all season long swings at the first pitch. That's that's his signature. He swings at the first pitch, fine, he, and he continues to do it. Mm-hmm. The rest of this team typically 
is pretty disciplined, is very methodical. They're willing to pass the baton, keep the line moving, whatever phrase you want to call it, and let the next guy do it. It seems like virtually every guy that walks into that batter's box is trying to hit the ball into the parking lot. And it just doesn't work when you're facing pretty good pitching. And if you're swinging and missing a lot, you just don't have a bunch of guys on base. You don't get opportunities to make the defense feel pressure, to make the pitcher feel pressure. It's a bunch of easy outs. The Dodgers, with the exception of a couple of innings, haven't even had any pressure on the bullpen, haven't even had any pressure on the starting pitcher, haven't put any pressure on the defense. When they do get guys on and they start stealing, those are the the handful of opportunities. We're like, okay, maybe we got a chance here. And then it's a strikeout or a lazy fly ball. They just have not run their offense, for lack of a better term. Yeah, Trey Turner's been incredibly, incredibly disappointing, Trav. And I think, you know, you mentioned this yesterday. When he got that infield hit um, against the Braves in Game 3, hey, is there some momentum that can carry? <laughs> Nothing bonk, bonk. carried over <laughs> Not from Game thing. 3 to Game 4, which is, by the way, it's fascinating. I mean, it, it's like... Wait a minute, you just came off a game where, yeah, I'm listening to you and John talk yesterday. Hey, is this the greatest home run, the second greatest home run in Dodgers history? And you mm-hmm. guys were having a quick conversation. Well, yeah, it could be, but they got to go on and win the World Series. And, oh, my gosh, the momentum, nothing. And that, that, that's, the, that's the thing that I, you know, I emphasize and I'll keep emphasizing. There's a certain feel that a team is going to give you. There's a certain vibe that a team is going to give you that's going to make you think, I think we're in a great spot. You know, just using that as an example, the Dodgers really haven't given you that feel this series. And and maybe, Trav, maybe it's just they're worn down after 106 games. It sure games, feels like After it, a wild it? card, after a five-game set against the Giants. Then you travel to Atlanta, you got two. Then you come back here. We'll find out. But it seems like maybe we are underplaying that a little bit. Of At least their performance on the field shows that. 877-710-3776 if you want to get in and talk about what you've seen from the Dodgers through the first four games of this series. And, you know, this is, again, not a perfect comparison, but I think it's good. Think about when you've got a lot on your plate. Like, I don't know, you got 81 Laker games still ahead of you and you got an everyday show and you've got Lakers talk. Just random off the top of my head. You can psych yourself up for a few of these. You can say, all right, I'm going to get through the month of October and November and because then I get a little break and, and all these things. Well, eventually just the, the tidal wave of stuff becomes yeah. a lot to deal with. It's hard, and I think that's where the Dodgers are. All right, we can reel them in. Hey, we won 20 of 24. Okay, hey, we got a, we've got a chance here. Uh, okay, we're going to push, 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 push. And then, okay, we're in the wild card anyway. Let's get it going for the Cardinals. And they do. Okay, let's get it going for the, the Giants because they're the number one obstacle in our way. And they do. You can only restart the engine so many times before you're just like, you know, I just don't ha-. You can't fake it at some point. And it feels like that's where the Dodgers are with their offense at least, that they just can't get going. Well, the good thing is, is really things really start to calm down around mid June or so for me. So it's you know, right around. I the was corner. just thinking of something right around the corner. You know, something that maybe you might be able to relate to. Alex. By the way, stop <laughs> counting down the games. It's arguably my favorite thing to do. You right said now. this. You said only eighty six <laughs> games left. That was a week ago. Relax. No, no. I don't 80, need to know 80, that there's eighty one plus playoffs. Because okay. look, the Lakers are going to win a bunch of playoff games. You're, you're, hopefully, there's at least sixteen playoff games. Probably more than that. Okay, Just so this is know. going to be this is going to actually be later today. They're going to come out. So you know, NBA 75th anniversary, yeah. right? So they're listing out the 75 greatest players. They did this for the 50. Remember Sabale the three, Eldon 50 Campbell. Years. I've got a couple <laughs> tweets already on Eldon. By the way, this is actually going to be Trav some really good conversation because yeah. I think there's going to be people left off this list. And we'll, we'll know. Well, let's wait on that portion because there's 25 still to be announced. So out of the 50 that it came out, these are Lakers. And, and these are not so in any sort of order. So Nothing it's not order. like they're counting no. down the final 25. It's just random 75 guys. Incredibly random because they've already announced, you know, Giannis and Kevin Durant and, and Oscar Robertson. <laughs> right. And, you know, so it's like, <laughs> and Magic so, Johnson. <laughs> most random. Okay, so the, these are the Lakers. you got Kareem, Wilt, Magic. Carl Malone, I know that sounds weird. Uh, Laker, George right? Mikan, Steve Nash, Laker. Jerry West, James Worthy, guys that have obviously yes. wore the purple and gold. Um, I'm very curious to see the next 25, the last 25 that come out. Because you, you could look here. By the way, you surprised Giannis already on the top 75 list? Not even a little. Um, what's that? Not even a little. Really? Okay. No. I, I would just think that, okay, James Harden already on that list. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. I, <laughs> He's I pretty guess. good. I the, hate the, watching him play, but he's pretty damn good. There's the obvious ones you know are going to get on there: the the, the Larry Birds, the Patrick sure. Ewings, the Kobe Iversons, Bryant, Magic Shaquille Johnson. O'Neal, 
And those they haven't announced yet, but they will eventually make that announcement. Chris Paul's on the list. You're just talking about mm. current players. Of course, the Scotty Pippins of the world. So uh, Dirk on there as well. So w- once we get once we get those final 25, you and I are going to definitely spend some time trying to figure out who the hell they missed off that they should have put on. I have a philosophical question for you and, and looking at the list because Steve Nash and Carl Malone played for the Lakers. They did, mm-hmm. but it was very briefly, and they did not reach super high high. Malone went to the finals, I guess, so that's not bad. But – do you think of Carl Malone as a Laker? Do you think of no, Steve of Nash not. as a Laker? No, it just doesn't feel not. like that at all, does it? Absolutely. It's actually funny. When I see the list and there's any affiliation with Lakers, I'm like, I got him out of there. They're yeah, not, well, what's the one, the, the scoring Laker. list where like f- five of the top seven are all Lakers? It's like, yeah. uh, kind of, kind of. Carl Malone is not a Laker. Will Chamberlain was a Laker, but more than half of his career came somewhere other than the Lakers, I think. You know, it, it's the LeBron piece is a good LeBron, example. Yeah. LBJ didn't come to the Lakers for one year. So this actually conversation, he's going to have a chapter of his career that was with the Lakers that will be at least five years with the Lakers. That's a long time. And and if you think of, you know, I think Will, Will. I'm trying to, I was going to say, well, I can't remember if he was four or five years, probably closer to four. Mm -hmm. There's certain players that there was a chapter of their career that you can say, oh, yeah, yeah, he had more than one season with that team. And LeBron, by the way, won an NBA championship with the Lakers, so that obviously yeah, that, changes everything. That as well. certainly helps along the way too. By the way, Anthony Davis is going to be on that list, isn't he? You think Anthony yeah, Davis? Definitely. There you go. There's another yeah, Laker that probably that finds list. his way on there as well. All right, a ton of Taylor is coming up next. Plus, I want to get to your phone calls at the eleven o'clock hour. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. What is your level of optimism for the Dodgers in a three one deficit for the second time to the Atlanta Braves? It's all straight ahead on Travis Lee seven ten ESPN. We're going to need a ton of Taylor open, Morales, so get on that. I know that you got a million things on your plate that you got to do, but I want yeah, to put one, one more, more on, thing there. on there. Just a, a a ton of Taylor open for the days that uh, Taylor is with us. Taylor, what way, do we have the, today? Let's get right into rights, it. Naming rights for a ton of Taylor, just <laughs> heads up. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Ford. It's Mason's idea. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go. ton of Taylor. After standing in line at a grocery store with someone just breathing down my neck, <laughs> I realized that I kind of took social distancing for granted. <laughs> so, guys, what's one thing that we did before the pandemic that even if the world went back to normal, you wouldn't do again? Um, Trav, that's a good question, man. I'm trying to think of this. So, I'm already. I've got one. Well, I'm I'm already at the. Okay, you're back at Staples Center. You're shoulder to shoulder with everybody. <laughs> everybody is breathing on you, like you mentioned, Taylor. Do you think we go back to regular handshakes? I'm okay with a fist bump. I, I'm fist o- bump. That, that's okay not bad. That. So you're getting close to the one that I was thinking of. The one that I'm 100% okay with never going back to okay. is hugging someone when you see them again. That, 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 is, that, always, that was an incredibly anxiety-inducing, really uncomfortable moment. For, what part of it? People, was it because was it you didn't like, know when to go in for no, the hug? I just it's not my jam. I don't know how to say it other than it's not my thing. I don't mm-hmm. like hugging people. I just don't like it. I'll hug my kids, my parents, and my wife. <laughs> That's about it. That, uh, beyond that, I just I don't need Al. I like you a lot. You and I, yeah. I think, have become very good friends. Mm-hmm. I would like to to know you better over years and decades and who knows how long. I don't ever need to hug you. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to do that. Taylor, and so I'm just not going to do it. Taylor, Emily, I uh, would greatly appreciate every single time we come in studio, all three of us. We take turns, we stand in line, and we give Travis a hug. <laughs> Ross a used to hug. do that to And me. then a big group hug. <laughs> you nah, first, you guys first. can hug each other. I'm just going to sit over here and wave. <laughs> Hey, Trav, what a great show. Come in here, buddy. Come in here. Get, Bring it in. Give, Give me, me some sugar. <laughs> Bring it in. Give me some sugar. I stole that that's from Keith. That's a, that that's a key line. was coming in. That's a key line. What else you got there, Taylor? Okay, Hollywood has its share of terrible remakes, as we know, and they're constantly churning out unoriginal material. But is there a TV show or movie that actually deserves a remake? So I have a couple of ideas for this, and I'm going to go dark, so get ready. Okay. Let's do it. Like I, I, I want. I, I'm going to go to shows that I enjoyed as a younger person, and I'd like to see them now. But I want a twist. I want like a dark version of the Brady Bunch. 
where like the parents are pretty bad people. <laughs> I want them to really treat the stepchildren a poorly. Dark I w- <laughs> version of the Brady. Bunch. Yeah, I want Mr. Brady to not really be that fond of the girls, and I want the same Mrs. Brady to not be that fond of the boys. I like that. I think that'd be a good show that I'd like to watch. Alice is stealing from the Bradys. I'd like okay. these are things that are interesting to me. Uh, I, don't, I would like I, to see the love boat sink. I think that would be a fun show. I think that if you had the love boat and it hits an iceberg or something happens, I, I'm in. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think those would be good. Okay, I don't know if it would do well today, but what a, I feel like one of the more underrated shows back in the day, Married with Children was a good show. That's your go-to. You like that show. Al Bundy was just fantastic. I mean, the guy, listen, I don't want to sit here and go through his resume. I know it's a sports show. He had four <laughs> touchdowns in one game. So let's let's not you know brush over that like it was an accomplish, accomplishment. But I don't know how it would do today because <laughs> that show used to do things that I don't think is going to fly in today's, uh, in today's world. Okay, that's one right there. How about a movie? Can, can we remake – are there any of the mob movies – that can be you're not going to do them better. You're you're not going to do. Yeah, you're Goodfellas not going to come up with better. another casino. You're not doing Goodfellas better. You're it, mm-hmm. now those feel like a a dead end. If we're if I'm being serious, you know what I'd love to see them do again that they haven't done in a while. Iron Chef. Let's bring that all, all Morimoto edition. I'm all in for Morimoto on Iron Chef. I, I want to see that. I also have to ask guys. If, if, with the remakes, does it have to be the same people from the original, or do you want completely new casts? One or the other, right? It can't be a a, a, ha- a hybrid. That's the word I'm looking for. It can't be, hey, this guy was in the – like the, the reason the Star Wars movies were kind of the newer ones are a little like – I get a little Luke Skywalker and a little Han Solo, but you're kind of giving me all – just give me one or the other. Give me all Luke Skywalker or give me all new people. Okay, here we go. I was doing some spring cleaning, well, I guess fall cleaning – the other day and i found a fidget spinner i don't know if you guys remember those i think there's still a couple in my kitchen drawer at home yes i remember so i just wanted to ask you guys what's something hugely popular that fell off the face of the earth Ooh, al something hugely popular think like the harlem shake I'm not much of a trend guy, but the fidget spinners are really so we oh oh I got one for you that I swear I could hear it in my sleep. My here 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 it is. And parents out there will remember this. There was a thing that had a, a cup on it and like a spike with a wooden ball attached to a string. I played with one where of those. you would throw and try to catch the ball on the spike, catch the ball on the cup, flip oh, it yeah, over yeah, to the yeah, big yeah, cup, yeah, the yeah, little yeah. cup. That's a good one. All three of my kids had that thing and they would play with it not and click, click, bang, click, 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 bang. It is was it just awful. Is it just me or was there a time where everywhere I went somebody was trying to hacky sack? Remember hacky sack? <laughs> Dude, that's kind of fun though. I, I I dare you to go have nine beers and play hacky sack and not have a good time. <laughs> uh, I think that's that sounds not like a dare. It sounds like more a, a great invitation if you set it up on Saturday. I'm in. You know one thing I wish hadn't really come back? Scooters. I am not a scooter person. Like the and, electrified ones or like the okay, Razor so scooter? Obviously, back in the day, it's the Razor scooter. I, di- I didn't have an electric scooter, so I don't, I, and, you know, just breaking my ankles on that anyway. Yeah, electric then, scooter scares the living hell out of and me. And then also here in LA, they're just everywhere. Everyone they just are. throws them into the road. I have to avoid them when I come in early in the morning, and it's just so annoying. I, I would wish that okay, had one Emily, away. Okay, Emily, how about this? If there's a place you don't want to probably have an electric scooter... <laughs> Probably L.A. You know, like downtown L.A. Everywhere you look, there's a car. People aren't paying attention. They're on their phone. They're doing this. And then here I am with a scooter trying to – that's not happening. I've had several people go the wrong way on a one-way well, sure. towards me. And sure. I'm just like, this yeah. is – you're a motorized vehicle. You have to go the right way. I, uh, I This is a Travis-specific problem. You guys don't need to worry about this. Um I don't get the sense that those were designed for someone like me. I don't know if I want to. I, I'm going to need that like reinforced with yeah of your, because of my height. That's exactly yep. right. Sure, sure, I need it reinforced with like Kevlar or honeycomb or something that is going to support me. I, uh, I I'm not getting on one of those things. That's a good answer. All right, there you go. Those are pretty good, Al. Uh, by the way, are you in for my uh, dark Brady bunch where Alice is stealing and the parents don't like the step on one condition <laughs> every morning. Get a quick hug to get the show started. <laughs> well, no. We'll do the sinking love boat instead. That'll be that'll be the way that we go. All right. Dodgers need to get going. 877-710-3776. One more time. 800-7, or excuse me, 877-710-ESPN. I want to get your thoughts on where they are and the number one guy that needs to get going tonight, game five of the NLCS. We'll tell you who it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
We're going to need a ton of Taylor open, Morales, so get on that. I know that you've got a million things on your plate that you got to do, but I want to yeah, put one, one more, more on, there. on there. Just a, a a ton of Taylor open for the days that uh, Taylor is with us. Taylor, what way, do we have the, today? Let's get right into rights, it. Naming rights for a ton of Taylor. Just <laughs> heads up. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Ford. It's Mason's idea. All right, here we go. Let's go. ton of <laughs> Taylor. After standing in line at a grocery store with someone just breathing down my neck, <laughs> I realized that I kind of took social distancing for granted. <laughs> so, guys, what's one thing that we did before the pandemic that even if the world went back to normal, you wouldn't do again? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Um... Trav, that's a good question, man. I'm trying to think of this. So I'm already. I've got one. Well, I'm I'm already at the. Okay, you're back at Staples Center. You're shoulder to shoulder with everybody. <laughs> everybody is breathing on you, like you mentioned, Taylor. Do you think we go back to regular handshakes? I'm okay with a fist bump. I, I'm fist o- bump. That, I'm that's okay not with that. bad. So you're getting close to the one that I was thinking of. The one that I'm 100 percent okay with never going back to okay. is hugging someone when you see them again. That 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 is that always that was an incredibly anxiety inducing. Really uncomfortable moment for what part of it people, was it was it because you didn't like, know when to go in for no, the hug? I just it's not my jam. I don't know how to say it other than it's not my thing. I don't mm-hmm. like hugging people. I just don't like it. I'll hug my kids, my parents, and my wife. <laughs> That's about it. Then uh, beyond that, I just I don't need Al. I like you a lot. You and I, yeah. I think, have become very good friends. Mm-hmm. I would like to to know you better over years and decades, and who knows how long. I don't ever need to hug you. I'm I'm good. I don't need to do that. Taylor, and so I'm just not going to do it. Taylor, Emily, I uh, would greatly appreciate every single time we come in studio, all three of us. We take turns. We stand in line and we give Travis a hug. <laughs> Ross used to hug. do that. To and me. then a big group hug. <laughs> you nah, first. You guys first. can hug each other. I'm just going to sit over here and wave. <laughs> Hey, Trav, what a great show. Come in here, buddy. Come in here. Give, Bring give it me in. Give, give me, me some sugar. <laughs> Bring it in. Give me some sugar. I stole that that's from Keith. That's a quote a, that's that a key was line. coming in. That's a key line. What else you got there, Taylor? Okay, Hollywood has its share of terrible remakes, as we know, and they're constantly turning out unoriginal material. But is there a TV show or movie that actually deserves a remake? So I have a couple of ideas for this, and I'm going to go dark, so get ready. Okay. Let's do it. I, I, like where we're I, going I, here. I, I'm going to go to shows that I enjoyed as a younger person, and I'd like to see them now, but I want a twist. I want like a dark version of the Brady Bunch, where like the parents are pretty bad people. I want them to really treat the stepchildren a poorly. Dark version I want, <laughs> of the Brady Bunch. Yeah. I want Mr. Brady to not really be that fond of the girls, and I want the same Mrs. Brady to not be that fond of the boys. I like that. I think that'd be a good show that I'd like to watch. Alice is stealing from the Bradys. I'd like okay. these are things that are interesting to me. Uh, I, don't, I would like I, to see the love boat sink. I think that would be a fun show. I think that if you had the love boat and it hits an iceberg or something happens, I, I'm in. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think those would be good. Okay, I don't know if it would do well today, but what I, I feel like one of the more underrated shows back in the day, Married with Children was a good show. That's your go-to. You like that show. Al Bundy was just fantastic. I mean, the guy, listen, I don't want to sit here and go through his resume. I know it's a sports show. He had four <laughs> touchdowns in one game. So let's let's not you know brush over that like it was an accomplish, accomplishment. But I don't know how it would do today because <laughs> that show used to do things that I don't think is going to fly in today's, uh, in today's world. Okay, that's one right there. How about a movie? Can, can we remake – are there any of the mob movies – that can be you're not going to do them better. You're you're not going to do. Yeah, you're Goodfellas not going to come up with better. another casino. You're not doing Goodfellas better. You're mm-hmm. now those feel like a a dead end. If we're if I'm being serious, you know what I'd love to see them do again that they haven't done in a while. Iron Chef. Let's bring that all, all Morimoto edition. I'm all in for Morimoto on Iron Chef. I, I want to see that. I also have to ask guys. If, if, with the remakes, does it have to be the same people from the original, or do you want completely new casts? 
one or the other, right? It can't be a a, a, ha- a hybrid. That's the word I'm looking for. It can't be, hey, this guy was in the... Like, the, the reason the Star Wars movies were kind of the newer ones are a little like, I get a little Luke Skywalker and a little Han Solo, but you're kind of giving me all... Just give me one or the other. Give me all Luke Skywalker or give me all new people. Okay, here we go. I was doing some spring cleaning, well, I guess fall cleaning, the other day, and I found a fidget spinner. I don't know if you guys remember those. <laughs> I but think w- there's still a couple in my kitchen drawer at home. Yes, I remember. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what's something hugely popular that fell off the face of the earth? Ooh. Al? Something hugely popular. Think like the like Harlem Shake. <laughs> I'm not much of a trend guy, but the fidget spinners are really so we oh oh I got one for you that I swear I could hear it in my sleep. Here 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 it is. And parents out there will remember this. There was a thing that had a a cup on it and like a spike with a wooden ball attached to a string. I played with where you would throw and try to catch the ball on the spike, catch the ball on the cup, flip it over to the big cup, the little cup. That's a good one. All three of my kids had that thing and they would play with it not and click, click, bang, click, 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 bang. It was just awful. Is it just me, or was there a time where everywhere I went, somebody was trying to hacky sack? Remember hacky sack? <laughs> Dude, that's kind of fun, though. I, I I dare you to go have nine beers and play hacky sack and not have a good time. <laughs> uh, I think that's that sounds not like a dare. It sounds like more a, a great invitation if you set it up on Saturday. I'm in. You know, one thing I wish hadn't really come back? Scooters. I am not a scooter person. Like the and, electrified ones or like the okay, Razor so scooter? Obviously, back in the day, it's the Razor scooter. I, di- I didn't have an electric scooter. So I don't, I, and, you know, just breaking my ankles on that anyway. Yeah, electric then, scooter scares the living hell out of and me. And then also here in LA, they're just everywhere. Everyone they just are. throws them into the road. I have to avoid them when I come in early in the morning. And it's just so annoying. I, I would wish that okay, had one Emily, way. How, how about this? If there's a place you don't want to probably have an electric scooter, <laughs> Probably L.A. You know, like downtown L.A. Everywhere you look, there's a car. People aren't paying attention. They're on their phone. They're doing this. And then here I am with a scooter trying to – that's not happening. I've had several people go the wrong way on a one-way well, sure. towards me. And sure. I'm just like, this yeah. is – you're a motorized vehicle. You have to go the right way. I, uh, I This is a Travis-specific problem. You guys don't need to worry about this. Um I don't get the sense that those were designed for someone like me. I don't know if I want to. I, I'm going to need that like reinforced with yeah of because of my height. That's exactly yep. right. Sure, sure, I need it reinforced with like Kevlar or honeycomb or something that is going to support me. I, uh, I I'm not getting on one of those things. That's a good answer. All right, there you go. Those are pretty good, Al. Uh, by the way, are you in for my uh, dark Brady bunch where Alice is stealing and the parents don't like the step on one condition every morning. Get a quick hug to get the show started. <laughs> well, no. We'll do the sinking love boat instead. That'll be that'll be the way that we go. All right. Dodgers need to get going. 877-710-3776. One more time. 877-710-ESPN. I want to get your thoughts on where they are and the number one guy that needs to get going tonight, Game 5 of the NLCS. We'll tell you who it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710-ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.